Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. And have you been on Twitter this morning? Have you? About seven hours ago, President Donald J. Trump tweeted the following. I will read it in its entirety. He, he writes, With universal mail-in voting, not absentee voting, which is good, 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the USA. Delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote? Three question marks. Delay the election? I have, you know, over time come to not accept, uh, but, you know, come to uh, expect, you know, certain behaviors from the president. Uh, he has a personality and a way of doing business. Uh, which I am not the biggest fan of. There are many policy items which I agree with uh, the president on, and I am very supportive of those. And I have uh, tried to get out of the business of uh, you know, praising the president uh, by reflex uh, and also uh, tearing down the president by reflex. All right? Does that make sense? There are those of us who uh, are probably uh, diehard Donald J. Trump fans that he can do no wrong and that any attack on him is attack on the country uh, and make America great again, keep America great, all that jazz. All right? And I, and I understand and respect all that. And I know also that there is a group of people among us whose attitude is anything that the president does is the opposite of presidential. That he is an offense to our nation, he is a stain on our history, uh, and that his mere existence uh, is to the detriment of our great democracy. Well, uh, set, set that aside. We've we got to break uh, free from that. We can't uh, be absolute contrarians, and we cannot uh, blindly follow. All right? We need to be able to break this down. So that's what I've been trying to do. Uh, and maybe you've heard that. You've heard me praise the president. You've heard me criticize the president. Uh, in the past, uh, as I've been hosting this program the past uh, half a year or so. Today, though, today it's too far. T today, something's been done which you really can't do. It is, it is dangerous. It is dangerous to attempt to undermine the integrity of an election. And I believe that is what's being done in this tweet here with the final question, delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote. And what's interesting is that with the president's tweet today, 
you know, as absurd as it is, as absurd as it is to suggest that the election should be postponed to uh, call for or to muse uh, regarding a change of the Constitution, uh, to call upon what, what, what this would require would be uh, the cooperation of Congress. And the president knows uh, all well and good that there's no way. There's no way that the House is going to go along with this. And there's a pretty slim chance the Senate will go along with this. Probably slim to none in both chambers. And so why bring it up? Who's the audience? What's he trying to accomplish? And while I hate to admit it, it does feel as though the objective here is to undermine the integrity of an election. At this very moment, the president has tweeted again. I haven't yet read it. Let me pull it up. But I saw the word election. Let's see here. Okay, here we go. Uh, tweeted uh, just 90 seconds ago. Uh, we must know, must know election results on the night of the election, not days, months, or even years later. Okay. All right. Oh, and then he follows it up with, we're going to win the 2020 election big. Hashtag MAGA. All right, so that's a little irrelevant, but he is talking about elections there, and he has been talking about them for some time. Today he suggests that the, elec the election could be delayed or should be delayed. He musically asks that question. But how about this? Let's go back in time. Uh, March 16th, before uh, the big announcement of poor GDP numbers here today, uh, before the coronavirus really reared its head and uh, he became the focal point of so much ire, uh, he, this was his tune. He, uh, on March 16th of this year, was asked in a press conference about this very question, postponing elections. Could you also uh, speak to the fact about the elections that are supposed to be taking place tomorrow? Is it your advice that those states postpone those elections? Well, I'd leave that up to the states. It's a big thing, postponing an election. I think to me that uh, really uh, goes to the heart of what we're all about. I think postponing an election is a very tough thing. I know they're doing, because they've been in touch with us, they're doing it very carefully. Uh, they're spreading people out very at great distances, as you can see. Uh, and uh, I think they'll do it very safely. I hope they do it very safely. But I think postponing elections is a very, uh, it's not a very good thing. They have lots of room in a lot of the electoral places. And I think that uh, they will do it very well. But I think postponing is unnecessary. I think postponing is unnecessary. He, of course, was talking about elections, uh, different elections, not presidential elections, which took place uh, earlier this year, but that the postponing of elections is not a good thing. All right. That was pretty clear, uh, pretty tough to argue with the words of the president right there. And so that's that. I am not a fan of this type of recklessness. And that is what I feel it is. Because as we just examined, uh, this would require an act of Congress. And in fact, in just a moment, we'll go through what some of Utah's uh, congressmen uh, have to say about this. Uh, but it would require it would require the cooperation of Congress. And there's no way that's going to happen. And so why, Mr. President, why do you say this? It can only be designed to undermine the integrity of this uh, upcoming election. All right, now uh, let's have a look. At, oh, well, you know what? B before we get to the members of Congress and what they have to say, uh, let's uh, rewind the tapes a little bit. During that press conference, you know, the one that happened earlier today, uh, hosted by Governor Herbert and Dr. Dunn and others, well, there's the question and answer period, obviously, at the end of each press conference. We always bring that to you live here. And if you missed it, uh, the governor was asked uh, during the during the coronavirus schooling press conference, he was asked about 
uh, the, the president's tweet. The governor shared this response. I don't think we need to postpone the election. Certainly, I can speak from a Utah perspective. We have great clerks uh, in all of our 29 counties that run the elections. We have a great elections office uh, here at the state that oversees that responsibility. Uh, We've seen no evidence of anything untoward with uh, mail-in ballots. Uh, We think, in fact, it's been a a blessing to to a lot of people to be able to get the, the ballot review the ballot, study the issues of the candidates, and make an informed decision. All right, so there's Governor Herbert. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And you will hear this theme come up as I walk through the comments uh, by a number of members of Congress here in Utah that here uh, we've been doing mail-in balloting for a long time. Uh, we've got it pretty well figured out. Chris Stewart said this uh, via Twitter, I do not support delaying the election. Congress sets the election date, not the president. Uh, two quick and swift and clear sentences there. Uh, Congressman Stewart does not support delaying the election. Uh, John Curtis, his response a little more nuanced. He, uh, it's a two-parter. He replied uh, or retweeted rather with a comment to the president's, uh, uh, to the president's um, uh, tweet earlier this morning. And he writes, the problem is not mail-in voting. The problem is ballot harvesting and mismanagement of election procedures. Thanks to leaders like Spencer Cox and at Amelia for Utah, Utah has a history of successful mail-in elections and should be looked at as an example of how to do things right. Now, in a reply to his own tweet, Congressman Stewart writes the following, and this is while sharing a a RollCall.com article under the headline, Trump doesn't have the authority to change election date alone. Uh, Congressman Curtis's comment to that reads, I believe the election will proceed as planned with measures ensuring that Americans can vote safely and securely as we do in Utah. If circumstances arise, then Congress will be the one to determine delay, as is our constitutional duty. As is our constitutional duty. Uh, So that's that. Uh, Romney very concisely said uh, that the election will be held on the date set by Congress, the historic date. Uh, And that is what we know so far from Utah's federal delegation. Uh, I'm going to take a break here in a moment. Before I go, let me point out that uh, just before 5 o'clock, about 4.45, uh, a number of uh, very smart professors uh, will be joining uh, Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news to discuss whether the president can actually delay uh, the election. And the truth is, it's a virtual impossibility. Uh, and the details uh, for that impossibility will be shared later on today during Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news. It's time for me to right now take a commercial break, and I'm looking forward to the remainder of the program. We are, uh, for the rest of today's show, going to set our sights on the Ebenezer Baptist Church, where just today uh, was the funeral of civil rights icon and Congressman John Lewis.